0: The Corner 3 Podcast, weekly tales of the NBA's hardwood from the suburbs of Cincinnati. Check us out at the Corner3.net.
1: Hello friends, and welcome to episode 48 of the Corner 3 Podcast, the final podcast under the Corner 3 Moniker. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, and as always joined by Tim Daniel.
2: One year later, we end this thing for new things.
1: In this thing for new things, vaguely specific as I like to call that kind of statement. Yes, thank you. The third third, this making us a whole of a Voltron of a podcast, but not a Voltron (laughs) podcast, Sean Mackey. Hello! It's just so weird that
0: like, a year ago this week we were grabbing Goldstar and recording the first episode, right?
2: Talking about Team USA, bruh.
0: Talking about Team USA, I'm glad we're not talking about that, because... Yeah, that would be really boring right now. We right. got a lot more. We got a lot more fun things to talk about today. Now, like we could, we could hypothetically speculate Team USA
1: for the twenty twenty. We,
2: 2020.
0: we yeah. could, but I, I don't really care to. There's, there's, <laughs> well, there's, there's too, there's too much real news right now. I know, <laughs> so, right? Like
1: the fact that you know the world's going to crumble in and on you know in, in on itself like a dying star in like twenty nineteen. So we don't have anything to yeah. worry about.
0: Yeah. 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 Time is okay. a flat
1: circle. The universe is a hologram. And this is the Corner 3 Podcast. It is the conversational NBA podcast. And it does post each and every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like it, you can go for a few more days to the corner 3net slash podcast where you can check out a whole host of our other episodes. And don't forget, next week... You will see us posting as 48 Minutes. That information will be able to be found on August 1st at 48MinutesNetwork.com. We will have a whole series of shows for you, including a special guest for the first episode. But I'm not going to spoil that for you just yet, because we've got to let that marinate, I let it cook like a fine jambalaya. Ooh,
2: yeah, I can like the jambalaya. Mm-hmm. So,
1: it is fitting that episode 48 is the last episode before we switch to 48 minutes and as free agency grinds to a screeching halt. Holy shit, Kyrie Irving what happened? <laughs> oh so, man. To catch you guys up to speed if you, you know, if you're living at 4140 under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving has requested a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers. LeBron James was described as blindsided. Some even described him as pissed. Some described that as fake news. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. The short list of teams. We've got the Wolves. We've got the Wolves. <laughs> We've got the Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just the team I want him to go to the most because I think it's the most advantageous, the, the, most, the most, you know... The best option for him, the brightest light, if you will. Tim, Sean, Cleveland is crumbling like a bad economy, or like an economy built around LeBron James. How are you guys feeling? Kyrie's future, what have you got? Hit me with it. Um,
2: well, if you watched the press conference today with Kobe Altman being introduced as the Cavaliers general manager, nothing's wrong, Alex. What are you talking about? Everything's fine.
1: (laughs) Everything's fine. Everything's golden. Nothing to see here. Nothing yeah. to see here. Yeah.
2: So, basically, like, the press conference was phenomenal, <laughs> first off.
1: I'm sorry. I just imagined them being like, all right, now we've got Randy Newman to sing you guys a song, and he just sings <laughs> the opening <laughs> credits from Major League.
2: Yeah. That's basically what it was. So, um, it's so funny because, you know, like, on the opening press conference when someone's introduced to a new job, it starts with, you know, the, the head honchos in this case, Dan Gilbert, gives this nice speech about Kobe Altman, how he's excited. He's been really, you know, really helpful and everything this team has done this off season, and they've been really uh, active and trying to, like, get better. And then <laughs> the first guy goes, hey, this question is for Dan. Can you confirm that you guys talked to Kyrie Irving about him being traded? <laughs> Dan Gilbert goes, <laughs> I'm not here to talk about that. And it was literally, I kid you not, he must have got, like, 14 questions about, like, what did Kyrie Irving's representative say? What's going on with this? And he literally found every way possible to say, like, I'm not going to talk about Kyrie Irving. After the
1: conference, he went to his office, loaded up Microsoft Word, uninstalled all of the fonts except for Comic Sans. Yes.
2: (laughs) And then, you know, someone brings up... um, I think it's from The Athletic brings up, you know, well, you know, your number one guy being LeBron James, there's some uncertainty there. What's going on? Now, if you remember earlier in the summer, there was these reports. We'll get to the Kyrie everything in a second. I just thought this was funny. Uh, where they, like, there was this report that LeBron is not recruiting this offseason. And then he goes, and Dan Gilbert's like, well, LeBron's been our top recruiter this uh, this offseason, getting Derrick Rose and getting these, like, he helped a lot with Derrick Rose, which we're definitely going to get to that too. Um, <laughs> right. So, I guess me being the resident Cleveland fan of the team, um, I'm disappointed, obviously, because um, I've I really i I've, I've been openly honest about a lot of Kyrie Irving's flaws on this show. But even with those, he's a very fun player to watch. He's so good under the rim. Watch, his ball handling skills are great. He's an unbelievable shooter, and he has a very high ceiling, and, a, and he maybe hasn't really tapped to his full potential yet. But... At the same point, I do understand the idea of wanting to play out of the shadow of LeBron James. Even though every time he's had that shadow, to had that opportunity to play outside of that shadow, he has not done well. Um, I think that he, you know, was trying to. He saw, you know, a lot of examples are coming out saying that he saw how John Wall developed when he was the guy with the ball all the time, and that was huge for him. And that was something that Kyrie Irving wants to have that opportunity now. We could have an argue, We could have a twenty-minute debate on who's better between Wall and Kyrie. I'm still standing with Wall as much as I love Kyrie. Um,
0: I think I think he's going to make you change that choice at the
2: end of this season. Solely contingent on where he ends up, though. I yeah. think he stays. I don't think Cleveland makes a trade. He might hold out. He might not play. But what deal are they going to get that's going to be good? The, 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 they the won't. only one that looked right. The only one that looked like it made any sense. It was the three three way trade that was talked about with Phoenix and New York where they got Bledsoe? That's the only one that made sense.
1: It's it's a situation. The way I look at it is, I mean, we're in the off we're in a crazy offseason right now. This this will hopefully just add more, you know, stoke the fire a little bit. But we we have seen Chris Paul get traded, Jimmy Butler get traded, and Paul George get traded. And and I know I hit on this in an earlier episode, but the best player received in any of those three trades was Victor Oladipo. Right. It's it's not going to be a situation of what Cleveland gets in return. It's just going to be how, how soft can they, like, how much can they soften that blow? And when you've got LeBron James on your team, I think you've already kind of got a built-in net. You've got a built-in pad. Now, whether, you know, LeBron... Jets, like we talked about last week on the corner3.net slash podcast, plug, plug, plug. Uh, I think it's a situation where, you know, at least for one more season, they're okay. Should Kyrie get traded. So I, I don't think it's they're going to get a big return for him in a trade unless, they, you know, they get a mellow or something like that. But as we all know... Every day at 5.45 p.m., Mello is rumored to be land at the Rockets.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I think, I mean, I honestly, you know, at this point, it's probably, you know, done and dead in the water. Like I said, I think if they had really pulled that deal to go get Eric Bledsoe, and you do have Derek Rose as your backup point guard, I think that's a really good situation for them. One, with Bledsoe, LeBron doesn't have to be primary ball handler. Two, he's not anywhere near as good of a shooter, obviously, or, you know, a playmaker, but he's a lot better of a defender. Um, he's still a very good athlete. He's still a very good basketball player, um, you know. But I think Kevin O'Connor made the point of talking about that on the uh, Bill Simmons show. That he's like, that trade makes too much sense. There's no way it happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's a situation too. And Sean, I kind of want you know you to come in on this as well. But Kyrie, yeah, like you said, has has played in LeBron's shadow for the bulk of his career, basically the entirety of it. Uh, and, and when you see someone like that, I think to me Kyrie wants to be a Chris Paul, he, but he wants to be able to, to facilitate the offense as well as be, you know, the ringleader of it of sorts. Uh, we, we know Kyrie is a dude that can score. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> whether it's in an offense that is most conducive to him is yet to be seen. But Kyrie is definitely a great scoring point guard. I think he has some to show in the facilitation department. If you take away the best player in the world from him, so oh, Sean, yeah. where where do you plug Kyrie in out of, out of his dreamly, dream dream team dream team list of four teams? You know, which one do you think was the best fit for him? Because I've staked my claim. I've put my flag in the sand. You know, on the Wolves. I don't know if you caught that I, earlier.
0: I, I actually don't like him on the Wolves at all. Um he's gonna run into the exact same problems that he has right now with the Wolves. He's gonna be giving the ball up to their man, Carl Anthony Towns, and mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And he's not gonna have the shots that he that he wants there. He's not gonna have the shots. But it
1: gives him an opportunity to lead a younger offense. It he, does. He would be he would be the veteran on that team and then We've talked about the defensive weakness. Who better to learn from?
0: Oh, I completely agree in that. But I just... Here... Another thing is, the Timberwolves have nothing to trade for him. Right. I mean, what are you going to throw at them? Gorgie Jang and, uh, I don't know, an expiring Petrovich contract? I don't know.
2: The only thing is they would have to put Wiggins on the table.
0: Yeah, I just... Mm. Or Petrovich? Is that his name? I've already forgotten about him. Pekovich! I said Petrovich. Okay. Yeah, anyways. I think he's going to get waived at the end of the season if he hasn't been already because of, you know, injuries. So, um... First of all, I just want to say I was completely blindsided by this at 4.30 last Friday. Yes, we were. <laughs> I was completely blindsided with this. And, and the way that the media has leaked out, uh, you know, you have people saying that LeBron's crew, they had known this for two weeks, decided to go ahead and leak it out. Um... The Cavs were able to keep it in-house. They hadn't done anything yet. So they've been sitting on this for two weeks already. And like you said, they just signed their GM, was it today or yesterday? Uh, Monday. Monday. Okay. So so two days ago, they signed a new GM. And, you know, I, the front office is kind of a mess. And there's so much I could say on this topic, but I'm just going to cut
2: it short. Well, there's so, uh, a <laughs> In regards to Minnesota, there's a seventy eight million dollar problem and that's Jeff Teague. And you can't even move that deal you can't even move him till December. No, no, no right. that's
0: why I'm saying that's why For I'm sure. saying they had nothing to trade. I know that they can't you can't they just signed him, so he's you're not gonna move until December, so that's not gonna happen. But I don't think Kyrie starts the season as a Cleveland Cavalier just because there's so much dysfunction that's gonna be going on and I don't think LeBron wants him there right now. I honestly don't. And you know I totally understand where Kyrie is coming from on this. He's going to, you know, LeBron... LeBron has never been transparent about his plans for the future. Ever. Nope. Ever. And that's great for him, but it is literally, you know, the problem of everyone else on a team if he leaves. That's it. it. It totally dismantles a club. The same thing happened, you know, with Chicago in 1998. At the end, you know... Uh, Jordan retired. Pippen wanted to be traded, which he was, and you know, Ku coach ended up leading this really shitty team from ninety eight ninety nine, which is literally the worst NBA season that ever happened. Dennis Rodman
2: disappears and ends up as a Laker a couple years y- later.
0: Yeah, yeah, he disappeared for a whole season and ended up on the Lakers for a few games, and uh, it, it it sucked because uh, uh, what was his name, Dell? Uh, I forget the old co- coach of the Lakers' name. God, that's crazy. Well, needless to say... Del Harris? Del Harris, yes. Yeah. Del Harris was coaching. He benched him, didn't like him. He left the team, and then, like, a few weeks later, Phil Jackson took over. So, I mean, it could have worked out, but they just didn't hold on long enough. But anyways, I think that Kyrie is kind of smart for doing this, because he's going to end up with a weird team that he's going to be leading on his own. Um... They have overpaid a ton of players on this team just because they are represented by, you know, LeBron's agency or friends of LeBron or whatever. But, you know, Tristan Thompson's deal is insane. Like, he wouldn't have got that deal probably anywhere else. So, I I get why he wants to leave. I really do think the signs are really pointing to LeBron leaving. Because if LeBron wasn't leaving, why not just come out and say... I'm Jesse. not going
2: anywhere. Okay. All right. Ooh. All right. Here's the first things first. Does okay. he really have to? Does he really have to? No. Yes. He
1: doesn't owe that to anybody. No. But he, I know he. Do, I know he doesn't owe that to anybody. But See, if you're holding, I don't know if you've forgotten. Cleveland is in a place called America. In America, we have freedom. Right. And I, we don't I, have to talk about where we want to work.
0: I realize that. I completely realize that. But the fact that he's not shooting it down, and even the year that he jumped he will, to, though. To, to Miami. You know he won't... will.
2: There'll no, be he... a Rachel Nichols interview in training camp when they have the sit-down that they have all the time, and that's when he'll, no, she'll, she'll bring it up, and he'll be like, I'm committed to play for the Cavaliers, and he'll that probably say that... some little offhand thing like he'll, he does he'll, where he'll be he'll, like, he'll... I'll look at my options in June.
0: Yeah, yeah, he'll deflect it, but he knows what he's doing next year. So he's already got this planned out. We already have hints of where he's going. He's probably going to go there, and he doesn't know Cleveland anything. So I don't blame Kyrie for leaving because he's going to get stuck there, and I don't think he wants to be in Cleveland anyway. Here's you know, he wants to go someplace
2: else. Here's my lone issue with this Kyrie Irving idea and this teams he listed. So first things first, I get what you're saying, Sean. Um, I think he's—I think he's kind of wrong because I don't think he's going to have a better situation than he has, even if it is just for a year. Oh, he does doesn't—he
0: doesn't—he doesn't want a better situation. He, he wants, wants to, to leave a team. It. He wants to create yeah. his own situation.
2: Okay. Correct, correct. So, I mean,
0: he's, he's already got a ring, so it doesn't matter.
2: So like of the really good players he's had, like the four he's had in his entire tenure of the Cavaliers, how many of those guys has Kyrie Irving made better? Once and now, a, he it, was, now he wants to run a team. It okay. doesn't matter. It so, doesn't matter.
0: He wants to be the man.
2: He wants to be the man, right? But he wants to go to a team in San Antonio that has Kawhi Leonard? He wants to go to a team in Minnesota that's Jimmy Butler Carl Anthony Towns.
0: But but here's the other thing, Tim. Here's the other thing. Those two teams have something that Cleveland doesn't have right now. A stable front office. That's fine. That's fine. Okay? Yes. He wants to be with an organization that has their shit together. Cleveland does not have their shit together right now. You
2: know what those teams don't have that Cleveland does, though? Being the second fucking best team in the league, though. I agree. But he doesn't care anymore. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't care. He's already won a title. He can
0: move on. Okay. Just like LeBron's gonna do next year.
2: Do we think that like at some point Kyrie Irving's gonna go to this other team and he's gonna all of a sudden like they're gonna win fifty games and they're gonna be in the and they're gonna be in the playoffs? Like that's not gonna happen.
1: But I don't I don't think that matters to him, Tim. It doesn't matter to him. I, I think we're past the point in in this era of basketball where that matters too. Yeah. Because I mean we've seen it really since the big three in Boston, the big three in Miami, uh Golden State now it's you've got in probably Houston later this year, Boston later this year. It's a situation where if you want to win, you've got to stack your talent and you you have to stack the deck against the rest of the league. But I think Kyrie's at a point in his career where people are going to start saying he can't do it without LeBron. And as much as the media wants to make this a new Kobe versus Shaq deal, I don't think it is. It's uh, not. No, I, I think the whole LeBron would punch him in the face right now was that That's that, such bullshit. That, that's that's schoolyard posturing. Yes. Best. Uh but That's I such mean, bullshit. Throw just going back to throw on the wolves, I mean, you've got people like Jamal Crawford coming out and saying, like, yeah, it's cool to hear someone wants to play for us because in a way it validates us. It lets people know, hey, maybe we are as good as people think we are. And or as good as good as we think we are, rather. It's it's a situation where yeah, Kyrie wants to make his own future without LeBron there, and, and to go to San Antonio where they have Kawhi. Sure, he's going to another title team, but it's a team that I think under a coach with a stable front office that could sit there and be like, "All right, how do we best implement you?" As opposed to how do we best implement you next to what we already have.
2: But that's another team that doesn't have any assets to move, right?
1: And yeah, for me, I, I don't where know where he I, goes. I think... I think... Where, where I agree with you, Tim, in that I think Kyrie's kind of, you know, being a little shit about this, is this news could have come out weeks ago, months ago, before Chris mm-hmm. Paul, before Paul George, before Gordon Hayward, before Jimmy Butler. Like, if he wanted out at any point, and it's been said, like, he's known for weeks or whatever this all could have been taken care of and Cleveland actually could have gotten something back from it. Cleveland what would have that, had Chris Paul. That and That's what kind of sticks with me. Is where it's like, this could have started a while ago. And much better deals for much better teams, for much better players, could have taken place. I agree with that.
2: Yeah, I do too. Um, I think the only team we haven't touched today that was on that list is Miami. And um, man, that's just we, that's just
1: the no income tax, right?
2: Exactly. That's I, that because we know that he hated playing with Deion Waiters for two years. That's all. Yeah,
0: that was. yeah, but he could go there and be the man, though. He and, could, and, and 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 on top of that, I think that would be also the be- the, the deal that that I dr- I drummed up on on the trade machine the other day <laughs> with Tristan and him going to Miami for Hassan Whiteside and Gordon Dragic. I think that would actually help Cleveland tremendously. Like a lot, so it gives him a really good big man who can you know rebound the ball and who's a slightly better you know down low defender than Tristan Thompson. So yeah, I but but it, Gordon Dragic he's going to get the ball to LeBron. He's going to get the ball to J R Smith. He's going to find guys. He is a true point guard. Um, I I'd kind of like to see that happen, but you know I like you guys said Alex, you know. This would have been way better had it happened a few weeks ago because there's no options right now.
2: There's not. That's what makes it hard. And that's why I think that he's going to end up playing. He's going to end up going to training camp as a Cavalier because there aren't options that make the Cavs better, and they're not worried. If he's not going to play, you know what they're going to say? So they're going to say, that's fine. You know, If you're going to hold out, yeah, we might not be as good with Jose Calderon and Derek Rose as our point guards, but we're still going to play regardless without you.
0: I just think I just think there's going to be some serious bad blood, though, and he doesn't want to get in a room with LeBron and talk to LeBron, and LeBron probably doesn't want to talk to him, and it's just going to be one of those kind of things where, you know, you know, people are saying this is like irreparable at this point.
2: It yeah, I mean I've I've heard that too. Um I mean, that's where I kind of think the Eric Bloodstone thing comes in play too, because like you mentioned, and I'd like that. Yeah, because that's LeBron's boy. You know, they're both yeah. clutch sports guys. He um, went to his wedding. Yeah, exactly. Well, he quote unquote wasn't recruiting. Yes. yes, and then I think the best thing LeBron did was as all of this is happening, and I you know as a uh, freaking when the announcement comes out about Derrick Rose, all he, he t- has that tweet or it's just all those Rose emojis and it says "Let's work, D." <laughs> because that's LeBron being like alright dude I'll show you how good I can make this work
0: you know one team where I would like to see him and I know this is completely like off the wall and it's not going to happen because they're probably going to meet in the Eastern Conference Finals Boston
2: yeah, well, that was the thing was, um, you know, I think someone said the ask that's like the be- that would be the best team asset wise for the Cavs to make a move because yeah. you could put it in the trade, you could put Crowder in the trade. Exactly, um, you are not necessarily not going to put Gordon Hayward in the deal, and I think no, Kyrie and no Hayward you can't be-
0: until December anyway,
2: right? Or if you can get Jay- if I think the deal I saw was it Crowder and Jalen Brown was thrown in for salary dump. Yeah, and then one of the Boston first round picks, not the Brooklyn first round pick. Yeah, I would. Do- I think that's you know. I'm not changing my stance. I think Kyrie Irving will start camp as a Cavalier because there's just nothing that's going to be better. Not to say he won't get traded in February or something if the Cavaliers are, like, you know, fifth in the East for some reason. That's not going to happen. Um, but let's kind of go to the other point guard that's surrounding the news in Cleveland. We've already touched on it a couple of times, Sean. Derek Rose has signed a one-year deal with the Cavaliers. It's been reported he was recruited by LeBron James. Um... You and I had a discussion on this, you know, really kind of not necessarily quote-unquote heated, but we, we did disagree in our opinions here um, on what Derrick Rose could be in the league. And I said I still felt like he had a role in this league. And this was before I knew he had a shot at being a point guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think he could have walked into a better situation because, yes, he had a ton of talent in the Chicago teams when he was the best player on the court, like mostly night in and night out, obviously depending on who was on the other side, whether it be LeBron or somebody. Well, now he's playing with that guy. He's got Kevin Love. He has a really good shooter off the bench in Kyle Korver. You know, I, I I don't know the impact he's going to have, obviously. We know the defense isn't there. We know he's not who he used to be. And he had a really bad year last year, but he still scored 18.8 points a game. So, yeah. uh, what, what do you think about him going there? I actually like the move for him, and I actually like the move for Cleveland and Tyron Lue.
0: I think... Uh... I think it's a great move if he doesn't tear something. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he he missed twenty games last season, so I don't have any confidence in his knees or any part of him to hold up. So,
2: well, let's be fair. One of those twenty games he missed was because he just left.
0: Yeah. Okay. Which 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 is odd and suspicious behavior, <laughs> right? So, so, so let's just go ahead and put that out there. But you know, if if he stays healthy, he is, he's a great six man option. He's still fast. Mm-hmm. He's still going to get to the rim. He's still going to do some Derrick Rose things, and he'll have that game where he probably has 25 points, you know, eight assists, and you'll be like, man. That was worth I, it. That was worth it, you know. you know. But I, I could totally see him walking into Cle- to Cleveland just like Andrew Bogut did and just tearing something and walking off, and that's <laughs> it. Like, I could totally see that happening, and when he does do that, Tim, I'm going to call you and just be like, how much do you like him now?
2: I'm not saying that I love him, man. I'm not saying that I love him as a player. I just think that this is the best situation he could have had because, you know... It we, is. We not money-wise. This... Not money-wise. No, wise. no, 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 not at all. But I think <laughs> that, you know, I think this shows that he values winning. And plus, he's probably going to get another... He still has his shoe deal with with Adidas for some reason. Adidas hasn't been like, Nah, we're going to cut you and get that money to Embiid. Wait a minute. Adidas athletes, injuries. I'm noticing a trend here. Damian Lillard signed with Nike now. Um... Kidding. Kidding. slightly. (laughs) Um, But I think that this is going to be a good situation because he's going to have, you know, New York was a bad situation. um, But the system of the offense didn't help, obviously. Um, I think that him and KP could have been really good together if he, you know, if they didn't have to run a shitty offense. Yeah. Here, he's going to have, you know, he's probably not going to all of a sudden go back to his like crazy assist guy, you know. But um, I think that, one, like I said, having LeBron in love is going to be so good for him. If, like you said, if he manages to play 64 games for this team, which, if he's going to have a bench role, because he's either going to be backing up Kyrie, starting, or backing up Jose Calderon. And I think that they either, of those three, I don't think any of them are a bad situation for him.
0: No, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, like like I said, if he holds up, great but i just i just don't trust his health man like i get but it for, i don't but either for, but for 2.1 million dollars veteran minimum you're getting a former mvp you can't beat it right
2: right and he's still explosive he can still he's, dunk He is. And...
0: he is but actually he hasn't dunked in over a year <laughs> i
2: think he <laughs> threw a dunk down or two in new york
0: I, I don't i don't think he did dude i'm looking up youtube
2: highlights right now <laughs> I,
0: I i want i want some proof here hold on
2: alex do you have youtube highlights of derrick rose dunking with the knicks He does not. (laughs) Alright, I'm looking this up. I'm going to mute my phone. So, but, I, um, so, and there's two point guards we talk about. Let's say, yeah, let's say that, let's say Kyrie does leave. How does Jose Calderon fit into this?
0: Jose... He's just going to be there. That's that's it. Like, he's going to be like, uh, well, he'll probably be the, the backup point guard when Derrick Rose tears something. So, I mean, he's probably going to get some playing time. And he's another guy. You know, I...
2: Oh, I found it, Sean. I found oh, dunk highlights. That's a, a real it? thing. This is a two-minute YouTube video of Derrick Rose all dunks as a Nick. So, it's probably like seven dunks. But it happened. <laughs> yep, there's one against dunks. the Wizards. Okay yes <laughs> yep there's two against the wizards what look at this he's dunking on pat beverly sean i told you this exists okay so so he
0: dunked a few times congratulations derrick rose
2: i'm saying he can still dunk
0: well nothing's ever gonna top his dunk on gordon Dragic when he was yes. in phoenix that was the best dunk of his entire career. oh my god that
2: was the, like my one of my dunk- favorite dunks ever
0: Yes, yes, that was that was one of his career highlights. So you know, and he was so pumped up about that dunk. But yeah, I I mean, like I said, I'm happy for him. I hope I hope it works out for him. I think uh, you know, I don't trust his health at all. But if it works out and he stays relatively healthy, and it would be great to see him play in the conference finals or the NBA finals for once. You know, I mean, he he is a guy who just got just short sighted because of his whole his whole injury. List that came up within five years. I mean, he's he's missed a ton of games. So. Yeah,
2: he has. Um, but you know, I think we kind of expected him to play a little limited last year because yeah, you mentioned you know he missed a lot. He he played sixty four games last year. Actually, I just looked it up. Yeah. Um.
0: So he missed so he missed
2: eighteen. Sorry. Right, but I mean, he really only like it really wasn't like he was diagnosed out of the season out for the rest of the season until like the end of March. So I think a lot of that was, you know, they sat him out nights and I'm not making excuses for him. Cause you're right. I don't trust the health either, but I do think that, you know, it's a little, um, it's a little, what's the word I'm looking for here? I mean, you, you can't really discount the injury history because it's obviously there, yeah. but I think in this circumstance, I think that it could still be, it, it could still be something where it's just talked about a little too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there was some more. Uh, there was some more good news this this week. Paul Gasol signed a three year deal yeah. with the Spurs to return. I'm kind of happy about that. I mean, we all knew it was going to happen, but Paul Gasol getting his Antonio McDice run. That's right. That's right. And he's got a uh, he's got a um, a partial guarantee on the last year. So you know, if they want to get rid of him at that point and he's a little bit too old. Great, you know. Yeah. So um, also uh, some interesting news coming out of Las Vegas. Uh, Derek Rose has been invited by LeBron James and? for workouts, and they're bringing our boy Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, man. In there. You know, honestly, LeBron. all LeBron needs to do is he needs to go to the team and go, look, I want blood, so get him done.
2: Yes, because here's the other thing about that if that happened, going or kind of going full circle here to Kyrie Irving.
0: Okay.
2: What if that trade happens? Think about this, because, you know, the, the Kyrie Irving contract is two more years with the option for the third year. Yeah. You get at the minimum two years of Kyrie Irving and Devin Booker.
0: <laughs> well, I know, and you know, it, it's crazy. Like, I mean, it's hard to get. I mean, wh- where would you rank right now, Kyrie Irving? Would you, you say he's a top ten player? Right?
2: Top ten player? Yes. Um, I would say he's a top ten player. I would say top ten offensive player because top ten offense. Okay, yeah. He doesn't I still play think defense, there's a point guard in the East that's better than him. Oh yeah,
0: completely, completely. But <clears throat> you know. Him going there with two whole years, you never see players, like, of his caliber, come up with two whole years left on their deal. I mean, Paul George is shipped out, he's got one year, could be a rental, we don't really know. Yeah. You know, I mean, Carmelo, it's a rental, probably a rental, which is fine. I'm okay with it. Um, But, you know, if he gets to go to Phoenix and play with Devin Booker for two years, I'm really excited about that.
2: And Josh Jackson. And Brandon Knight just got hurt, so you know they're like, Bra-
0: yeah. Exactly. They're hurting. So that was another thing. You know, he's torn his ACL. That's the other yeah. piece of news for this week. He tore his ACL. He's going to be out this year. It's like Alex so, said, the hole is
2: definitely there, and that's no pun intended yeah. for, for Brandon Knight's basketball abilities.
0: Exactly. So I'm I am very, very excited for that <laughs> trade if it happens. So...
2: This is, we can't do this anymore, guys. This is got to be the new rule when we go to 48 minutes. We cannot fantasize about these traits and hope they happen. We can't fantasize about a player going a place, because the only time that worked... No, I lied. We didn't even fantasize about them. We just predicted in, like, for 10 weeks that Gordon Hayward was going to be a Celtic going back to the All-Star break, and it happened. And we hey, said, hey, hey. that would be cool.
0: I kind of predicted the Rose to the Caps thing.
2: You did actually. Yeah, I, you did. I
0: did that that was one of weird one of those weird things that happened and it did. So so, you know, but Gordon Hayward going to the Celtics though everybody knew that was going to happen. Right, Come yeah. On. I love I love I mean I'm I'm assuming you listen to the Woj pod, correct? Yeah, I did. I I love how like downplayed, you know, his relationship with Brad Stevens. Was, oh yeah, you know, we haven't played, you know, that long and you know, I I hadn't I hadn't played with with Bland stevens for more than two years, and, you know...
2: Quinn Snyder for seven, and...
0: Yeah, yeah, I was like... So. So. So.
2: Carmelo so. Anthony eventually will be told he's been traded, like, 40,000 times, and eventually it's going to happen. It so, is. Yeah, and... I feel, I mean, obviously right now the two biggest names are still Cleveland and Houston, and... Um, I think that at this point, he's, you know, his camp is saying he prefers Houston. I don't think now that Derek Rose is in Cleveland that he wants to do that again. I think he's like, no, I did a year of that. That wasn't cool. I don't know. Actually, he seemed to like playing for Derek. They had Thanksgiving together.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for uh, for Melo to move on from New York. Me like, I'm too. I'm really excited. Like it's it's been inevitable, and and I don't even completely blame Carmelo Anthony for doing that. Now, this all could have been avoided had he signed with the Bulls a few years ago. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think they could have had a hell of a playoff run with Melo, but you know, injuries, whatever. You know, it didn't it didn't happen? It's fine. I'm not I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna you know bring up the past again with that, but. I don't know if I like him in Houston. I do. Do you? It, Tell me why you like him in Houston.
2: Here's why, and I'm going to basically copy what every single person who has talked about this has said, and I, sound, I hate myself for doing it, but it's the truth. When Carmelo Anthony is around really good basketball players, not counting Christos Porzingis or Allen Iverson for that. Actually, he was still pretty damn good with Allen Iverson. Um, he's Team USA Carmelo Anthony. And you are going to put him in a situation with Chris Paul and James Harden. Yes, and that's going to be awesome for him. He's going to get a lot of um, he's going to get a lot of ISO situations. He's going to get a lot of situations where he can really be the guy and, uh, and get a lot of chances, to, you know, hit baskets that and not really have to worry about anything else. We know that James Harden's not a very good defender, obviously, uh, but he's finally going to have Chris Paul, who is a very good defender. He's going to have the best two players he's ever had in his career. With him at that time, and I think that this could be it would be ginormous for Carmelo Anthony.
0: Okay, I have a I have a question for you. Okay, so we're assuming that they're going to trade Ryan Anderson in this trade, correct?
2: If then, yeah, but that's Wouldn't a sixty million dollars deal. Yeah, you have to think that that's gonna be that has to be like part be of the a deal. deal.
0: It's, it's got to be a piece in there. Yeah. Okay. Who plays power forward for the Rockets after this trade? Mm. I mean, I mean, who else do you throw into this weird deal? Do they do they make them take Joakim Noah's deal?
2: Can like, you? I don't know. I think the Knicks might be stuck.
0: I don't. I don't know. I mean, I just I don't know who you who you rattle off there because there's no. I mean, they're not going to trade Zinga's. Obviously, I mean, he's their man. So I just don't know. Unless there's like a three-team trade where they're able to pull in another. Power forward. Now, I would like another. They're obviously going to need another stretch for. I mean, they could play Carmelo with that. They could. Yeah. They could do that. I mean, there is probably going to be some small ball moments, probably a lot of them, where he does play power forward, and they're going to be bringing um, Eric Gordon off the bench to play with the other guys, and that's going to be a lot of fun.
2: That is going to be a lot of fun. So, a lot looking of fun. looking currently at the power forwards on the Houston Rockets, uh, we have Ryan Anderson, as yeah. we mentioned.
0: Who's going to be gone?
2: Yeah, if this deal happens, of course. Um, and then you have, currently on the roster, you have that and Isaiah Hardenstein. Okay. I guess you could, I mean, can you, can you have Trevor Ariza play, step up and play that role? I don't really think I don't,
0: so. I don't think so either. I mean, he's he's kind of a three. Yeah. He's, he's a tall three. He's lanky. He's he's a good defender and everything, but he's he's not a four. So.
2: And that's probably a player the Knicks would want in the trade is Trevor Ariza.
0: I, I imagine they would as well. I mean, they're going to get they're going to get junk parts back for this. Let's be honest. I mean, and nothing against Ryan Anderson; he's a fine piece. Yeah, um, I like Ryan Anderson. He's had some some great years behind him. I especially liked him when he was in Orlando Magic. Um, I did too. I mean, he was he was a lot of fun. So, I mean, he's going to definitely end up being a piece of this trade, but. I, I don't like it. I don't like the trade for the Knicks. Is really what I'm kind of trying to say here. Like,
2: yeah, but they did this. Uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say they because Phil Jackson did this to them when he just basically shit on Carmelo Anthony's trade value. He did. He did. Oh. This is Phil's like. This is Phil's scene from Billy Madison. There's there's where he poops into the paper bag and sets it on fire <laughs> and puts it on someone's. Uh, he puts it <laughs> on the doorstep of Madison Square Garden.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of what it is, and there has never been a player I think who has been more his his value has never been more derailed by trade rumors than Carmelo Anthony. I know, and it's not that he's a bad player. He's no, not, he's not. He can still score. I mean, we're looking at a guy five years ago was a top five small forward. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really know, you know, what's going to happen. Like you said, you're excited for him to be in Houston. I don't know. I don't know if it's the it's the constant trade rumors or what that has devalued him to me or just him being on the Knicks roster for that long has devalued him for me. But you know, I I don't know. I hope it works out if it does and they have some fun, it's going to be a great team. They're going to be a league pass must-watch. Also, very excited about writing a piece on that soon.
2: I'm trying to think of um how many threes in the league are currently better than Carmel Anthony? 'Cause I I I think it's I think there's five, but I still don't think there's a lot. So off the top of my head, obviously LeBron Durant Kawhi. Um Jimmy Butler, I think is right now is better than him, Paul George, Gordon Hayward. I don't know, would you say Gordon Hayward's better than Carmel Anthony at this point? I think so.
0: Oh god, yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: He was he was the, the free agent that everyone was watching this year. Yeah, I mean, he he was the primo free agent. So yeah, and I and I think he's even if Carmelo was a uh, was a free agent, I think he would still be the primo free agent for the year. Yeah, I agree. So,
2: um, so I've got Carmelo Anthony in my eyes. Then I have six people at that position better than him off the top of my head. Okay, go ahead. So yeah, LeBron, Durant, Obviously. okay, Kawhi, okay, Paul George, yeah. Um, Gordon Hayward, Jimmy Butler. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, Jimmy's Jimmy's probably going to be playing the two this year.
2: Do you think so? Because I thought they might keep Wiggins at the two just because of his ridiculous offensive game and have Butler kind of be their perimeter defender.
0: And another, thing, another thing I'd, I'd kind of like to touch on, I don't, really, my, I don't really like to backtrack, but if Kyrie did go to the Wolves... I think Wiggins would have to be part of that package.
2: He has to be, and I think that's the only way that Dan Gilbert and Kobe Alvin will really even think about that trade. Because I don't think they really want Jeff Teague.
0: No, well, they, once again, De- December. That's a long. They can that. trade Wiggins. They can trade Wiggins now, and on top of that, they're not going to have to pay him right a, a, a huge max deal either. I mean, it's not going to be as much if he gets. Well, do they? I guess they retain his bird rights. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, either way, I, I don't know if Tom Thibodeau is that keen on paying him the max.
2: I don't think Tom Thibodeau really wants... I'm not saying he wouldn't want Kyrie Irving, but what is Tibbs known for around around the NBA?
0: He's known for defense. Yep. No, don't...
2: Don't... Don't... I understand,
0: but you got so many defensive anchors on that team.
2: True, and he's also a guy that had Derrick Rose as a starting point guard for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I
0: mean, he's... I mean, he... Thibodeau really wanted Melo to join the Bulls a few years ago, so True. because he he had worked it out. He's like, "Look, we're gonna hide him on on defense, and and it'll be fine." You know, and they can probably do that. Be- and you know what, Kyrie Irving is so speedy and everything; he's gonna get shots. I think his offensive game is so good; it, that is. it almost makes up for him not being that great of a defender. And you know what? I don't think James Harden was a great defender. A he's few still years not back either, and he's, he's not. Still... But, but you know what? He's gotten a little better. He's gotten a little better, and him playing point last year, I think, has helped them. So,
2: well, how many point guards really play defense in the league right now? Uh, that's that, you know, that's another thing where, if like, if we to rattle people off the top of our head, like, you know, we talked well, Michael,
0: about C- Michael Carter Williams, obviously. That's
2: the same. We talked about <laughs> Eric Bledsoe like five or six times on this show. That's one. Um, he's actually a pretty good defender. People never talk about his game that way for some reason.
0: Yeah, Jeff Teague's decent.
2: Yeah, Jeff Teague's a good defender. Um, Russell Westbrook does not play defense.
0: No, no, he's not a big defender.
2: Steph is a pretty underrated defender. Like, Steph can play... A lot of people talk about Steph's three-point shots, which obviously rightfully sell. So. He can play defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, did, did he not lead the league in steals this last year?
2: <laughs> he was out-rebounding Tristan Thompson in the finals.
0: So, so yeah. So, I, I don't... I, I'm, never, I'm never gonna shit on Steph. I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you because I, I he's, awesome. He's got a he's got a pretty good game right now, so I can't I can't talk anything about him. Yeah. You know?
2: All right. It's Le- like
0: LeBron. You can't talk shit about his game.
2: No, you can't. Last two things before we get out of here. One, do you think that this LeBron Kyrie drama is more Penny and Shaq or Shaq and Kobe?
0: Um, I'm going to say it is nearly irreparable, like they're saying. So, uh, I'm gonna go with Shaq Kobe. I mean, I know they're cool now, but they they still trade barbs, man.
2: Yeah, and it's funny when they do that too. And
0: I don't I don't think they necessarily like each other, but they do respect each other. So, and I think that and and Shaq's went on record saying that he wishes he never left Orlando because he never had the camaraderie he had in Orlando. He had friends there; they yeah. all got along. They all lived next door to each other. They all rode jet skis on the weekends. You know, I I don't. Think that was really, you know, the issue with it. Were there some ego problems with him and Penny? Yes, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Shaq and Kobe, man. I think, and I, I think something's gonna happen, but I think it's gonna be something out of left field.
2: Yeah, I did too. or Bledsoe, one of the two. I was gonna say it's probably gonna be like the Clippers. will all be like, damn it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. I wouldn't mind seeing Patrick Beverly on that team, but I would much rather see Eric Bledsoe.
2: Yeah, me too. Um, but, I completely agree with that. How like awesome would it be if Eric Bledsoe like walks in wearing two? <laughs> <laughs> it would be, be
0: great. It would be great. It'd it would be. be.
2: Um, so, let's talk about real quick. Um, you know, as we're doing an internet podcast and we're on the internet, and internet fads are new every other week. I found my new favorite internet fad, Sean, and it is basketball-related. I, of course, am talking about the Drive-By Dunk Challenge. Okay, explain. Have you seen this? I have not. Okay, so it started with some teenage kids, and it's, like, grown pretty big. So what it is is you see these guys, and they're driving around neighborhoods fighting basketball court, basketball courts in like, par- driveways where people aren't there. So they go and they dunk and get in their car before the people come and, like come outside and just to see them on it. So there's been some where some impressive dudes go and do it, and there's been some really bad ones where a guy like go to a random house and dunked and like brought literally brought the rim off off that person's house because it was nailed to the garage. Um, And then we've seen some NBA players get involved. Jalen Brown, the Boston Celtics, literally got out of his car and saw a pickup game at a cul-de-sac, stole a ball from the game, dunked, got in his car and drove off. Dear Fox did a montage where he went to two or three different houses and dunked. And nice. even the Pelican Brow himself, Anthony Davis, has taken part, taken some, taken part in the dunk, uh, drive-by dunk challenge.
0: This is an internet trend I can get behind. It's fun! It's like the time that, that Prince was going to houses as a Jehovah's Witness.
2: I didn't know that you happened.
0: Know, Oh, yeah, yeah, he did it for a while. There were some people that reported Prince actually just randomly showed up at their house and tried to convert them. And I can't imagine a more surreal circumstance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so this is it, Tim.
2: This is it, man. So let's kind of tell us, Sean, like we said, August 1st is the launch of 48 Minutes. And we have a really, really exciting episode that we're gonna have for our debut of the 48 Minutes Network. Um, We're gonna do an episode of you guys remember Here Come the Young Guns that is now called Dropping the Balls, where myself and Ben Brown talk NBA draft lotteries of the past, and we do our mock drafts. We did the 1995 draft that included Jerry Stackhouse, Rasheed Wallace, and Kevin Garnett. Great profiles we do on them. A lot of you know Joe Smith's the first pick of that draft, and. You probably don't remember him unless you've watched the NBA like we have for twelve years. I
0: do. The, the the Bulls threw some serious cash at him. <laughs> yes, they season. did. He also so. played with
2: LeBron James. He's on the list.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
2: Um, court Stormers, myself, and Taylor Bergfell, We're going to get you give you a little preview of our college basketball show. We're going to have on the Forty Eight Minutes Network in October. We're going to give you a quick thirty minute show or so to kind of see so you can see what's going to happen there. And then Sean, I think that to announce the debut pilot of Forty Eight Minutes, who our guests going to be. I think that should be you, man.
0: So, we, got, we had to go out and get the big guns. Didn't we? We did. We did. And this is like one of those guys, it was, it was surreal talking to him, and you can definitely tell in my voice that I am totally nervous. And, we all are. And I'm, I'm, I have goosebumps the entire time. But uh, we ended up getting our guy,
2: mm-hmm. Tim
0: Kitzrow, from NBA Jam.
2: We did. We did. I'm so, we're so excited. Um, Alex, in this interview, is geeking out while talking to him, and it's funny at times. It's great. Um, he was so cool, and it came at a perfect time as we're coming up with the 25th anniversary of NBA Jam. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear this and really get some nice reception, reception to this. Uh, shot. it's going to be sweet.
0: It is, and, and as soon as you hear his iconic voice, you're just going to be like, man, it's going to take you back. And uh, totally nice guy. Uh, we loved having him on the show. He, uh, he, is, a, he is a stand-up dude, so uh, we really appreciate him coming by. So, August 1st, we're launching the new network, 48ne- 48MinutesNetwork.com. That's 48MinutesNetwork.com. You'll be able to check there. You're going to have your NBA news there. You're going to have new podcasts every week from a few different shows. Uh, Alex is in the process of working on one uh, that we're also very excited about. I'm not going to announce that one yet, but no. uh, but uh, it's also in the works, so uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, and uh, thank you guys for listening to us for an entire year. We've done uh, 52 straight weeks of the Corner 3, and uh, we're ending it. It's so freaking fitting on our 40th, 48th episode.
2: We are, and we've had a lot of fun, did a lot of cool things, the first year of experimentation to kind of find our niche in this NBA podcasting river ocean it's an ocean yeah it is an ocean. And it's we're, an ocean and we're like we're really small fish in that ocean so until next week when we are 48 minutes everyone enjoy if any crazy news comes out in the nba in the next couple weeks we will have an episode up with the tim kitzer episode as well so you guys will have, can touch on that with us as well have a good one and um alex Since isn't I, here alex so. isn't
0: here so hashtag hail hairward. have a good night everybody thank you guys